Zwischen Trunks über Mädchen And this is an old from the roadside Cutting the breeze of this Tennessee sundown Came the sound of the voices I know I've been pondering trees on the street Come down And now In the moment I'm home I got blustering off For the sails of a clipper And the truth never Frays a good yarn But it struck me to say While so far away You are with me today You are here In my head In my heart Dear friends You are angels and drones You are major Oh, friends You stuck a pin in my parasin And you are the stars I navigate home by I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 56 of our Errand of Mercy. Good morning. Good morning. It's a breakfast show this it's, morning. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I've just rolled out of bed. Uh, welcome to our comedy sleep cast. I've just rolled up a blunt. 
Because I'm gangster like that, yo. You're a gangster, yeah. <laughs> gangster tripping, yo. Um, I believe I did. I finish our last podcast with that. I think with, you with did. the words gangster tripping, yo. You finished definitely finished one of our recent podcasts with the word gangster tripping. It's eight in the morning. I'm a bit vague on sort of like the passage of time right now. Thug life. <laughs> um. So yeah, you might think, wow, they're doing a silly in the morning. That's very organised often, whereas in fact it's quite the opposite. Well, we'll we'll just we'll just pretend that we intended to do it at this yeah, time. We, we always then... we always intended to do a show at eight o'clock in the morning. Definitely, <laughs> you should assume that whenever we're recording a show at any time, we intended to record at that time and on that day. It's just mm-hmm. the easiest way to uh to to think of us as podcasters absolutely so do you want to just jump right into um what's been happening in the world uh the world this week it's been a busy old week it's been for, a busy old week simon for the I mean, world yeah i was kind of trying to find out what justin biber had been up to but unfortunately i couldn't because of twerking there's this thing this yeah. thing that the kids are doing apparently the kids are all twerking now i don't we're, we're, we're quite late to this trend. The kids have been twerking for about a month, I believe. I think they've been twerking for a while longer than that. Twerking so. is probably on the way out now, and it's being replaced by some even more gyrate dance. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's called something like smearing, where you just you, you take off your underwear and then yeah. just rub your genitals on anybody nearby. It's like, called uh, slugging. <laughs> Before going anywhere else, slugs got into my building yesterday. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> Over my front door and like along the hallway in my block of flats were slug trails. It's oh. like it's the worst sign that autumn is coming. It's I I that, that's definitely a Manchester thing because I've only ever had that problem in Cha- in Manchester. I remember waking yeah. up in a student house, uh, in I think it was either second or third year, and just seeing slug trails all over the place like walls ceiling and being like oh my god i'm not they're kidding here. I, they're I, here i think that's what defines the north of england is like <laughs> by late august slugs start moving into houses and anywhere further south they don't do that it's just <laughs> like there's a line which is also the line that defines the north of england <laughs> north at wall they got very adventurous slugs <laughs> And, uh, and and a roll is called a balm. That's what I know yeah, about that's the true. north. Well, in Manchester, rolls are called different things at every di- every it's, different. It's a, yeah, it's a very yeah yeah. We Just, don't call them balms here. Mm. In the uh, his his is a good one. So, speaking of towns, you know we were a fan of of oddly named English well oddly named any towns. Um, mm. There is a place near where I'm getting married uh, called Bish- Bishop's Itchington. <laughs> That's a place that exists. Well, I've got a bit of a bishop's itch. Yeah, exactly. That's Sounds like a medieval venereal disease. It's amazing. <laughs> bishop's itch. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm going to use that phrase to mean something. I think thrush. I think we should all start referring to thrush as the bishop's itch. All right. Down with that. So anyway, back to twerking. Yes. Um, yeah, so... I guess, like, I guess this is the thing that everyone's talking about, isn't it? Now, yeah, we're it's... all because like old media have got hold of it now, so that's it. It's going to reach saturation point in about a week. Everyone has to say that word at some point in the next like two weeks. Then, twerking, uh... twerking, twerking, twerking. It's a dance. It's a. It's not just. A, it's a way of life. It's a <laughs> dance. It's a creed. It's a way of life. 
Like, I mean, this is the thing. I, I mean, I had like, like I'll, I'll be honest, Simon. I had heard of twerking before. I had heard, I had heard the v- verb to twerk. To twerk. You, I twerk. Right. You twerk. He, she, it twerks. We twerked. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dance that involves a, a lady. Yeah, usually. I, I think it's only a lady. Dance. I think it's only ladies. She, she sort of, she sticks her legs out kind of um in a try to make a sort of triangle shape then throws her arms down and then rubs her her rear end against the groinal region of a male dance partner it doesn't necessarily have to be the groinal region you can just do it near someone i believe for okay. it to count as twerking all right okay um i think you know kind of if any of us had watched that major laser video, <laughs> some what what might be described as twerking was going on in there. Yeah, that was yeah yeah yeah. Major laser. He was the he was forward thinking. We all said he was crazy, but I guess we were wrong. Quite, I've seen it before. Uh, to me, it doesn't seem like a dance because there's not a great deal of rhythm going on. Yeah. I, f- I feel for it to be a dance, it needs to move in rhythm with music. Yeah, I think you're I don't right. Know, maybe, maybe that's just because I'm an old man and I don't understand. Well, I believe uh, it matches dubstep quite nicely because dubstep goes... So you can just like move your uh, your lady hips and rear region to the, the, the movements of the bass. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Miley Cyrus did it. Oh, now... <laughs> It's I guess like, it's like saying that Miley Cyrus did some twerking during her VMA um, performance is like saying that I don't know that the Idi Amin was not into people with glasses and that's the that, only way to define his regime. It's, I think uh, you're thinking of Pol Pot, Pol Pot, the other, or whatever. The other brutal dictator with a very short name. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Pol Pot, Idi Amin, any of them. Just yeah. like she was, there was it was. Uh, I've always wanted to see the. The, the three disciplines of teddy bears, twerking, and more cocaine than you can imagine combined <laughs> into one performance. That, I mean, this does seem to be the issue because there's been a lot of talk about the way she was dancing. There's been talk yeah. about sort of racist appropriation of kind of uncomfortably overt sexuality. No one seems to be talking that she was clearly on an enormous amount of crack. Yeah, it's um it's like cuz I watched it and and I quite liked the the musical arrangement of everything and and all of that. I quite liked the music of it cuz I kind of liked all of the songs that were involved, including her one, which is embarrassing and we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Um but but like just the the whole tongue thing she was doing and the way that her limbs moved. Now, yeah. like, I don't know much about drugs, but I know that she was definitely on drugs because I've seen that happen before. And and the person who was dancing like that was on a horrific amount of drugs. Like, yeah, that's the thing. No one does, like... I think the idea is that she she was kind of like miming being someone on drugs, but no, like no, she was she caught that exactly right. I mean, she if, was like, if, she, if she was acting, then she's the finest actor of our generation. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, and then also, like there've been there's been talk like talk about the nudity that went on. Uh, mm. What was going on, like? Just it was too tight for her to begin with. That was an odd choice. Yeah, I uh, mean, I, I I don't really give a crap about the kind of like, oh, it looks like she's a bit naked or something. Yeah, because like it's it's MTV. You yeah, because that's 
That's what it's for, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's 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 for teens to think about sex in sexy ways while listening to music. You yeah, know? yeah. It, it's for teens to watch on a sofa and finger bang each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why MTV was invented. But yeah, inspiring um, finger banging since the early eighties. Exactly. That's the job of MTV. That's their motto. Yeah, it was more that it looked awful. (laughs) Yeah, everything, like, she just looked really, like, I feel like we've we've reached that point, haven't we? The the switch that a lot of these these Disney-controlled female artists make where they go from, they go from sweet to slut, just... Quicker than you can. They they go they go from sweet to on a lot of cocaine. Yeah, like it just it happens so fast. That's the switch. The cocaine. The cocaine is the switch. It's it's that she's met someone and said, "Hey, have you tried this thing? It's called crack." And she's like, "Wow, this is amazing." But it's like it's so ingrained in our culture that that's what happens. You would think somebody would be able to dodge it at this point. Yeah, you'd one be... of these ladies would see it coming and be like, "No, nah, I don't want to do, yeah. don't want to do this massive bag of crack before I go on stage at the VMAs. I don't want to do that because you know I've seen what happened to all of my predecessors. I must break the cycle. Must be broken." <laughs> No, it's like the Highlander. There must always be one. <laughs> there's, a whole, there's an entire South Park episode about that as well. Yeah. She could have been the one who, who broke the cycle. That's true, but no. Yeah. She just wasn't She wasn't strong enough, so no, she no. wasn't the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, it's not great, is it? And the, just the reaction from everybody, because like you see all of the shots of celebrities they were showing while she was doing her performance. Yeah. Who knew? They knew as exactly. well. They were like, That's you... Like, usually when you see celebrities, they just kind of smile and politely applaud and stuff. But it was, like, the look of, like, oh, oh, shit, it's happened. It's happening. I am watching this happen. Yeah, I was once like you. Yeah. It's bad. It's It's really, really really bad. So our thoughts are with her and her family. Yeah. We hope that she, we hope that she goes to rehab and then, and then enters into the bounce back actress um, yeah. moody singer-songwriter period of her career. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm hoping this happens sooner rather than later so we can go back to Justin Bieber news, personally. Yeah, because, because, you know, it's kind of fun watching him destroy himself. Yeah. But, but but for some reason, Miley Cyrus, I feel bad for her. Yeah, I do actually feel a bit worse for Miley Cyrus. And she, like, I don't know, I feel like... I feel like Justin Bieber deserves it. <laughs> he, he chose this life. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about her new song, actually. Oh. So, first of all, um, this is uh, this song is called "We Can't Stop." It's by Miley Cyrus. Yeah, um, but it's also a Rihanna song. You listen to it at any point, and it's just a Rihanna song. And if you don't believe me, uh, I will direct your attention to the the VMA performance again, which mm. we can use the source of this. Where, if you look, uh, if you watch very carefully, they switch to a shot of the celebrities, and um, in the bottom right-hand corner, Rihanna is sat there with this look on her face that says, you're fucking stealing my gimmick. You're, <laughs> you're stealing my thing. That's my thing. You can't do that. Right. I'm supposed to be, like, sexy, empowered, sex robot woman. You're not allowed to do this. But, like, all of, like, the the way the song sounds and the way that the, the chorus works and the way that, like, there's there's an electrified female voice in the background going, yeah, every now and again. It's, yeah. uh, it's just a Rihanna song. 
it's it's really it's a really odd because i mean i saw the music video first yeah which you know i mean i'm sure most people have seen because it's absolutely fucking crazy yeah yeah um and yeah it's odd because the song doesn't fit the the video in any way like usually music videos are made to sort of reflect the song slightly and i guess the lyrics kind of do but the sound of the song isn't doesn't fit anything it doesn't actually sound like the song it is yeah it sounds like a miley cyrus yeah it's a strange a strange situation yeah Um, it's a strange uh, chimera of music it is uh that, well we could dis- well that's how we'll describe miley cyrus a strange chimera of music definitely yeah uh so the lyrics are as follows mm. it's our party we can do what we want it's our party we can say what we want it's our party we can love who we want we can kiss who we want and we can see who we want so there you go she's stating that it's our party yeah. Um, I think a good way to imagine this song is it's the dark side of Will I Am. So yeah. He wants he wants to have like a, a party party club club with loving asexual lasers where everybody yeah. just has a good time. Yeah. Uh, but Miley Cyrus, that's not what she wants. She, she wants to kiss all up on anyone she wants. Yeah. Um, red cups and sweaty bodies everywhere. Hands in the air like we don't care because mm. we came to have so much fun now. Bet somebody here might get some now. Can we just address something? I don't like. I, I want to see if you know, and if we don't, we're going to have to throw it out to the listeners. What is the deal with red cups? Uh, they're know. red solo cups. They're, yeah, I don't, um, what's the deal with that? Well, red cups, solo, red solo cups are like cups you can buy for basically no money um, from like ho- American wholesalers. So right. they're like the cheapest cups you can buy. So they're which... they're like our clear plastic. Yeah, basically, yeah. Right, but that's weird. But okay. to the point where they've become like an icon of American partying. Well, that's the thing. You always see them in movies and stuff. Yeah. All right, okay. I hope that clears up. I'm probably talking shit. That's probably not right at all. Probably they're probably some right. kind of totemic uh, emblem of the American people, which oh. you can only buy from, from Native American shamans. Uh, and they uh, they guarantee you have a good party because they're dedicated to the Native American party god, which that's is more probably, exciting. That's probably quite racist, what you said. I don't know. Why? Well, I don't know. Just I don't the, think that's racist. I think the Native American party god sounds like a racist concept to me. <laughs> I don't way. think it is. All right, you don't think... Okay. I don't, I'm not sure how that's racist. I don't know. Just like claiming that all Native Americans worship the same party god. No, I'm not saying. I'm saying that, that by, by saying that there is a Native American party god, I'm suggesting that he is included, he or she or it, are included in the already rich and well-rounded pantheon of gods that, the, uh, that, that Native Americans have. If you're not ready to go home, can I get a hell no? Because we're going to go all night. Till we see the sunlight, all right. How many songs include the line, till we see the sunlight? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. I'm going to guess nine, 99% <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to guess 99.9% of all songs include till we see the sunlight. And this is a, uh, here's a, here's a rhyme. This followed up by um, a rhyme of a number of rhymes of almost Kanye West style <laughs> laziness. Yeah, okay. So la da dee da dee, we like to party, <laughs> dancing with Miley, doing wo- whatever we want. 
But I'm not sure if you're allowed, if you're at like a, if you're doing a song about how awesome a party is, I'm not sure if you're allowed to name check yourself. In <laughs> yeah, the having song. to talk about yourself in the third person in your own song. I <laughs> like, anyway. how it's a party because I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you do bring a lot of crack with you <laughs> nowadays. You didn't you have, used to. Yeah. Now you do though. So yeah, I guess that's used- true. Yeah, you used to just, like, your dad would drop you off and you'd, like, bring sort of a bottle of pop and some cake or something. But now you bring an enormous amount of drugs, which, I don't know, I suppose that helps the party as well. But she was only bringing pop and cake, like, literally two years ago. Like, it's been that that short an amount of time time to get this turnaround on this poor lady. Yeah. Um, uh, doing Doing whatever we want. This is our house. This is our rules. Uh, it's, well, it's not, it's your, your rich parents' house, but okay. Yeah. And we can't stop, and we won't stop. Can't you see it's we who own the night? Can't you see it's we who bout that life? And we can't stop, and we won't stop. We run things. Things don't run we. <laughs> we don't take nothing from nobody. But we run things, things don't run we. What? That's like that's like an umpa lumpa rhyme. Yeah, I know. Also, it's it's a Rihanna line. It's a nonsensical line made out of something that sounds like lyrics from the street, but it's not. It's just gibberish. It is, it is a Rihanna line, which also sounds like possibly kind of like a border on some Victorian map. Oh, we, we can't cross the Rihanna line. <laughs> <laughs> the Rihanna line marked the boundary between between Italy and Austria after the war of Italian independence. <laughs> Actually, I'm imagining that the Rihanna line is some kind of um, some kind of Americanery folklore thing that Johnny Cash sang about, <laughs> like like in that like, song "Hey Porter, Hey Porter, Hey Porter." We on the Rihanna line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I reckon it is. It's like the line the line between two two very culturally different parts of America. Do you think it's the line that defines the part of the country that listens to Rihanna and the part that listens to Miley Cyrus? Maybe. Do you want to see? Do you? But it's proof. Look, now we've crossed the Rihanna line. The genie yeah. is out of the bottle. Do you want to hear the next verse? Okay, yeah. Because we're now full into crazy country. Right. T- to my home girl here with the big butt. Shaking it like we at a strip club. This is the same song, by the way, by yeah. Miley Cyrus. Remember, only God can judge you. Forget the haters because somebody loves you. Because we're now like in a fucking Pharrell Williams song about girls with big butts shaking it at the strip club and the haters. Yeah. Just, just chuck it all in there. Why not? Right. Um, I mean, also, I, I remember only God can judge you. It's like, no. Nah. No, I'm pretty sure Miley Cyrus, when you get caught with that massive bag of cocaine, another ju- some person will judge you. And you'll probably have to do like 10 days of community service. Yeah, or something like that, because but... you're rich. And, famous. <laughs> um, and speaking of the cocaine, do you want to hear what the next two lines are? Okay, go for it. Everyone in line in the bathroom. Okay. Trying to get a line in the bathroom. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's, it's too late, isn't it? It's too late for her. We also we also turned up here getting turned up yeah yeah all right and uh, then we go back into the chorus and then uh, we repeat over basically other parts of the song yeah, right brilliant so it's yeah 
once she crosses that Rihanna line, she can't handle it. Rihanna can handle it, you know. That's the thing. She, well, she can, con- I think, she can but, uh, kind she of. Can re- she can handle it because she's not a person. She's the sex yeah. robot designed she's, in a factory. But... She's programmed specifically to be able to handle it. But, yes. but Miley Cyrus, she's a natural person and she's not realised. She's yeah. not realised what happens when you try and uh, when you, you try and do that. When you, when you do that. So, yeah, it's a dangerous, dangerous game she's playing. Yeah, we're worried about you, Miley. Come back. <laughs> don't go to that. Don't cross the Rihanna line. <laughs> there be monsters. I think she already has. I think it's too late. We can't save her anymore. So. <laughs> we just have to watch her go. Was that celebrity news for now? I think we've got we've got some more celebrity news, but we can talk about that later on. We should go back to because just it's been a, it's been a, a good week for celebrity news. It has been, but um, it, it's a rough time. So let's take a break by talking about horrifying sea creatures, Simon. Yeah, we, we've sp- we've spoken about these before. For example, the crack pimptopus. The uh, from um, the bad side of the reef, and also the, the kidnapper squid. Kidnapper squid. Um, the robotic jellyfish and my problems with jellyfish, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we talked about the sea before and how it's <laughs> kind of a strange, difficult place to be in. An alien, terrifying landscape. Um, we've news this week that detached octopus arms show awareness and react to danger. Like mummy hands from 1950s horror movies. They will strangle you even after you've detached them. Yeah, almost exactly like that. Um, so, in a horrifying experiment... <laughs> Is it Japan? Um, no, I believe this happened in the United States. Oh, I'm right, not okay. sure what university. Um, oh, I think... Yeah, here it is. It's, it's, I think it's Harvard University. Oh, OK. But I'm a bit vague. In a recent experiment, 10 octopuses were taken and their arms cut off them while they were still alive. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Poor Which little is horrible. I, I really I'm like pretty... octopuses, by the way. They're like one of my favourite sea creatures. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of octopuses as well. Um, so, I mean, that's absolutely disgusting and horrifying. So, yeah. good work, crazy, creepy scientists. So, what they then did was pin uh, the the arms to a to a table, and um, and then put stimuli against them. Is that mm-hmm. sort of a scientific? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. They'd like they expose them to hot and cold. Or yeah, like, so whatever. tap water and acid, and it was found that um, the arms uh, moved away from undesirable st- uh, stimuli, um, bending in a joint towards the top. So uh, with the the showing that the arms were able to react to things without being attached to a brain would it yeah i i guess but like you can prove that with squids as well after they're dead by by the whole dancing squid dish that they do in japan but that's yeah, not... but that's, that, that's different that's a reaction to salt and water yeah think, it is yeah. i think the thing here is that you put the stimulus on and the arm like retracts and then it moves back into place <laughs> oh that thing's gone i'm gonna move i'm gonna move back oh oh, oh it's back again uh, also what you've done is you've removed you've removed my arms and then continued to torture them that's what, what you're doing yeah, you taking off my arms and then dripped acid on my on my removed arms. You're basically the bad guy out of saw. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks, science. We didn't need to know that about octopus tentacles. Who came up with that? Who was like, oh, 
what should we do today? What 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 sea creature do you want to look at today? Uh, how about we um we we measure the definition of um of the jellyfish eye because it shows a uh, a, a clear example of convergent evolution. No, I just want to chop up the arms of octopuses and and stab them. See yeah. what happens. It's, okay, it's like, great. It's a science experiment dreamt up by an eight year old boy. It so, is, yeah. It, and then what we're going to do is we're going to pour boiling water into ants' nests and see yeah. which ones survive. Do you have a problem with pouring boiling water into ants' nests? No, I'm just saying that that is a science experiment created by a particularly unambitious yeah. um, eight-year-old. What I did when I was eight or nine uh, on holiday in France uh, was I, I combined the twin disciplines of that attitude with, uh, with, with small explosives you can only buy in France yeah, why um, is it? Why is it that as a child you can only buy explosive in, bl- explosives in France? What's France's deal? <laughs> they probably just reckon that they'll let the problem sort itself out. Yeah, like, yeah. If he's if he's too stu- if he holds on to it, then you know he deserves to lose an arm. Um, it's like but, it's like this thing. Like every single child in Britain, at some point in their childhood, went to France and bought fireworks. Yes, yeah. yeah. Me and um, I was on a family holiday with another family uh, who are friends with my family, and me and a an early teenager, um, a friend of mine from this other family, went and bought what I would describe as a colossal amount of bangers. Yeah, um, probably a couple of megatons worth of ba- of bangers. I would say yeah. to my tiny child mind. And we knew there was a big ant's nest um, oh. on the the site where we were, and we 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 planted the the, the bangers in a ring around it, um, and like sort of minefield setup. We well, we know we ringed it with bangers, and then oh. we we tied them all to the same fuse, and um, and then and then lit it from far away, and then watched it explode. And, yeah. Uh, and I I changed that day. Innocence <laughs> died <laughs> as I watched their home burn. It's like the end of uh, Metro twenty thirty three. I was like, oh, that's it. I'm I'm a I'm a killer now. That's yeah. what I've got to be for the rest of my life. Age of eight. Too late for me now. <laughs> Similar experiment. Me blowing up an entire ant's nest full of ants and uh, and torturing the limbs of, of of octopuses after you've removed them from their bodies. Yeah. Good work. But, um, a philosopher speaking about octopuses, which is a cool thing to be. I an think octopus being, philosopher? An How octopus does that philosopher. work? Excellent. Um, said that octopuses have large nervous systems centred around a relatively large brain, but more than half of their neurons are found in their arms. This raises the question of whether the arms have something like minds of their own. Though the question is controversial, there is some observational evidence indicating it could be so, he said. When an octopus is in an unfamiliar tank with food in the middle, some arms seem to crowd into the corner seeking safety, while others seem to pull the animal towards the food, as if the creature is literally in two minds about the situation. That's very cool. So look how cool octopuses are. Yeah. Cool at the same time terrifying. Because, yeah. you know... They, if they've got big nervous systems, probably have big memories, maybe some kind of like oral history storytelling based on chattering beaks or yeah, or rhythmic can... movements of arms. They'll pass this story down and then one day the cephalopods will rise up and consume us all. Well, luckily for us, um, the European Union has issued a directive saying that because octopuses are so obviously intelligent, no experiments may be done on octopuses. That's really cool. So um, so that means that here in Europe, we're safe 
from when the octopuses inevitably rise up against their their land based masters. They'll they'll get to they'll get to EU and the octopus diplomats will come over and they'll be like they'll be like well because you were kind to the octopus people we shall let you live. And but we're we, going, we, but we, the Japanese and the yeah. Koreans, they 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 go first. Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure that when they come, they'll come up and say thank thank you, Europe, for being for recognizing our intelligence. Uh, for for this, you will receive all of our secrets of the deep. <laughs> Here, the lost treasure of the Sierra Madre, we have it all. <laughs> We found it and we hoarded it in an octopus vault, which we make by by organically growing coral. We're going to teach you how to do that as well. And we yeah. will join with the octopi and it will be a, a new age of prosperity for the European <laughs> Union. And, and, um, and just like usual, uh, Britain will not be sure how it feels about this and may occasionally interact with the squids. But we'll never really join in with the EU, yeah. and uh, yeah. we'll maybe get a couple of cool coral reef cities, but but they'll probably look a bit like Croydon, yeah, but, exactly but in the sea. That that's the thing. We'll be like, you know, much as we respect octopuses, we must protect our special relationship with squids. <laughs> and um, and then UKIP UKIP councillors all, um, all all complain because all the bananas are too straight because of Atlantis. <laughs> These octopuses coming over here doing the jobs that four people could have done. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd probably be harder to talk to than just Polish people. Probably. But, but I'll do my best. Yeah, a bit more like cultural barriers to cross, really. <laughs> we'll try. We'll just have to try our best, and you know that we can't say fairer than that. So, so we won't torture the octopi, and we will welcome them. I suppose. Well, we'll, we'll welcome them cautiously as English people. Um, so, anyway, like carrying on the theme of of sea life being crazy. Um, if you remember, I wasn't happy because I sort of read into um, jellyfish. Yeah. Uh, probably about a year ago now, and got freaked out because I realised that they were essentially a plant that became an animal. And they also have human eyes. Yeah. and yeah, it's, 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 all, it's all going on. It's all going on. It's not quite cool. Um, but um, then, today, this week, I started reading about an anim- a type of animals called uh, tunicates. Yes. Um, also Previously known as orochordata. Yeah. Um, these, are, um, these are sort of very basic um, cordite animals, which those are animals with a spinal cord. Yeah. So um, they are definitely animals. Yeah. They're like us. They're basically more closely related to us than they are to plants or whatever. Yeah. Um, now, all right, jellyfish, if you remember, were little polyps. They'd land, turn into sort of like a coral thing, and then after a while, the coral would burst into like eight jellyfish. Yeah. Horrifying, like <laughs> fleshy display of animal creation. Um, what we're dealing with here is basically a, an, a, an actual animal that exists in real life that's also an SCP. Yeah, pretty much. So, so, um, tunicate, tunicates, tunicates, I don't know how it's pronounced. They set off. Like, you know, eggs and sperm, as usual, they grow into like a little egg ball and basically they turn into a tadpole and it looks very much like a, uh, a frog tadpole. Yeah. It's got a little round bit at the front with an eye and a mouth and like a bit for breathing out of and, um, and a sort of a backbone-y bit. Which you, should do, uh, you should do biodiversity lectures. Yeah. Well, I'm explaining this pretty well, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. 
I don't think I think everyone's kind of it's, it looks like a tadpole, all right? Yeah. So it swims around like a tadpole, and um, which is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with tadpoles. They're kind of cool things. Yeah. And then, um, and what they do is they get their mouths and they bite down onto a piece of rock. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But their brain dissolves. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, and then they basically turn into a coral, into a brainless filter feeding coral. What the shit? <laughs> oh dear so and then okay and i was like okay that's pretty horrifying um there there are lots of different types of tunicates they're they're like a very diverse family of animals all right um possibly the worst one the most horrifying animal in the world is the pyora chiliensis okay yeah (laughs) tell me more Pyora chiliensis is a tunicate that resembles a mass of organs and blood inside a rock. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> Basically, from the outside, it looks and feels like a rock. And then it's it bites gray, your hand off. It's a grey, shapeless blob, which is hard on the outside. Yeah. And then you drop it. And it bursts open into a pile of pulsing red meat. And screams. <laughs> and goes, Aah! and then you die. And it screams die. and then you die. That's what happens. That's its primary yeah. defence mechanism. Um, it's, uh, its blood is clear and can contain high concentrations of vanadium, which oh, cool. is a heavy metal poisonous yeah. people. Yeah. So there you go. That's so, that. so it's a rock with organs and poisonous blood. Yeah, so like bad enough that most of these guys are little um, tadpoles instead of turning into something wholesome like a frog, instead decide to turn into like crazy plants and eat their own brains. Yeah. So This one doesn't turn into a plant, it turns into a fucking living rock. It's like the rock monster from that episode of Star Trek. <laughs> Well, by that episode of Star Trek, of course, G means every other episode of Star Trek. No, I mean Devil in the Dark, the best episode of the original series. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I forgot for a moment there that, that you have an almost encyclopedic knowledge of Star Trek. I do apologise. <laughs> the ocean is an amazing and horrifying place, and so we should respect it more in case any of its creatures at some point just decide to develop a taste for human flesh. Because it's like, to, do you, that's what's going to happen. The octopuses and the European Union are going to have to not unite together into the Euro-Octopus Union Yeah, to defeat the rock monsters. Yeah, like the, they'll be, the octopuses will be like, you cannot go to this place. Why not? That is that is Rock Monster Valley. And the humans will be like, oh, you superstitious octopi with your strange beliefs and yeah. your and your and your for some reason oddly Christio Judaic faith. You, <laughs> you believe that, that that this that this valley is filled with some kind of golems or rock monsters or whatever. Yeah. And then we'll send a team of divers in. And yeah. all of the walls of the canyon will start to move and congeal, and yeah. all we'll hear is their screams cut off by the scraping of rock and and the the secretion of vanadium, and that's, that's gonna, it. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Alien, a, probably aliens taking over the world by the rock monsters. Yep, yeah, I reckon they're working with the aliens. Definitely. So we need to respect the octopi this week and listen yeah. to them. Don't. Don't um, don't insult or um, or ignore their superstitions. Let's switch back to celebrity news briefly. <laughs> okay. Um, 
This is the this is the uh, the deep sea horrors and celebrity news episode of Erin of Mercy. We like to switch it up a bit. It's what we like to talk about on the breakfast show: deep yeah. sea horrors and what's happening with celebrities. Yeah. Um, so this is news that our, um, Alec Baldwin has um, has apparently grabbed a paparazzi and slammed him against a car. Good work. <laughs> basically, sir. following the following the lesson of um, of Justin Bieber, who, if you remember, drove a car into a paparazzi. Alec Baldwin has refined it down. Yeah, and is now grabbing uh, is grabbing paparazzis, swearing at them, and slamming their faces into cars. I imagine that that like Alec Baldwin slamming you into a car is similar to the force of a car slamming into. You. You. He's a big guy. He's, He's a, a big, f- powerful, scary man. He's a big, powerful, scary man. I think that's why I brought it up because you know how I like Seinfeld, right? I know. Yeah, we yeah we know how you like We've Seinfeld. We talked about this. Um, questionable, questionable interest, but I'll let you off. He's got he's got a web series called um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. <laughs> okay. Like, oh yeah, is that where he just drives people around and, and just chats with comedians? Yeah, I kind of like that. I have to admit. Like, all of them are quite funny, yeah. um, apart from the one with Alec Baldwin, where there's kind of, like, this strange sense of malice pervading <laughs> throughout. It's, like, it, it makes me incredibly uneasy, like, watching... Because all of the others, it's like, oh, they kind of get on, they kind of yeah. have a bit of a laugh. And in this one, you're like, oh, that's what's going on. But, okay. like, he's the Alpha Baldwin, isn't he? You've he got is. to be kind of crazy to be the, the like the what's essentially the leader of a celebrity clan. But, and that's the thing, when he's telling the story, you are like, oh, he's, like, basically he's telling stories about how he, like, runs his brothers as the Alpha Baldwin. Yeah, it's like a, like a, almost like a, a celebrity crime family. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, yeah, like, but, but, like, Alec Baldwin's a scary man. He seems like a, the kind of celebrity you wouldn't want to be trapped in a lift with. Oh, definitely. Like, you'd just be, he'd just be getting more and more angry and there'd be nothing you could do to calm him down. <laughs> it's, it's, he's a scary man. Because um, I, I was looking at this story as well, G, uh, right. and it led me back to a story from, uh, from last year. Uh, which is probably one of the craziest celebrity scandals I've ever heard. And I'm not sure how we didn't talk about it last year. Uh, it happened uh, towards the end of November last year, so uh, almost a year ago now. Um, this is a story where, you know Daniel Baldwin, old Danny Baldwin? Um, maybe. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a cool dude. He's, uh, he's one of the Baldwin brothers. Mm, uh, I'm not sure what he's done. Let's IMDB him before we start this. Um, let's see what he's been involved in. Adam and Stephen, I think, is that Baldwin? Yeah, yeah, but is Stephen Baldwin the one who is in Firefly? No, there's another Baldwin who is in Firefly and Full Metal Jacket. He's and gone. Predator 2? I think he's in Predator 2 That as sounds well. about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Daniel Baldwin, what's he done? Daniel was, Baldwin. Was Danny Baldwin in the amazing film Earthquake, the film where the uh, the moon splits in half and uh, and one of the Baldwins has to fix the moon? <laughs> I really hope so. He looks like a bizarre fusion of the Fonz, Danny DeVito and Alec Baldwin. He's an amazing, <laughs> he's a strange and amazing looking man. Uh, he's been, uh, he's been busy. He's been yeah. involved in a number of films that you won't have heard of. Mm. Uh, do you want to hear, hear us some of the... I'm going to read a number of the uh, movies that Daniel Baldwin has been in. Um, right. And I want you to let me know when you've heard of one of them. Okay. Soulmates. South of Heaven. 
clean sweep, Helen alone, a little Christmas business, the guest house, out west, mm. after effect, divorce Texas style, <laughs> mosaic. Oh, he's in Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, oh, so there, there we go. go. That's, that's a good film. That's... We've gone through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of his movies of recent um, that 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 we've heard of, that we've not heard of before. We got to Zero Dark Thirty. He plays a character in Zero Dark Thirty called Namco Douglas. <laughs> what an amazing name for a character. <laughs> Namco, like, Namco Douglas and um, and and Atari Smith. They're yeah. a buddy cop duo who work yeah. in the in the retro crimes department. Yeah, he's he's like he's 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 one of the greatest soldiers we have at our disposal. He he trained by playing a lot of Time Crisis. <laughs> was Time Crisis the Namco game? I think it was. Probably I think was, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I feel like it was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's not very famous. He doesn't really do much that anybody knows. Yeah. Seriously, like there's there's so many so many movies here that I've not heard of. Return to Vengeance, he was in that. <laughs> That's an amazing name for a film. Which should be a Steven Seagal movie, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Battle of the Pacific. So he was in a he was in a director video movie called Stripperland, where he <laughs> played a, a character called Double D. What a guy! Back in 2012, Daniel Baldwin uh, confessed to his family. Uh, that he had been secretly pretending to be his much more famous brother, Alec. You know why? Why? I mean, it's like, why? Okay, I'm going to guess because his much more famous brother, Alec, is much more famous than him. No. like, oh, yeah, no, I deserve a three stuff. I'm Alec Baldwin. They're like, hey, it's Alec Baldwin. Here, come have my best table at this restaurant. No, he impersonated his much more famous brother, Alec, so he could sleep with his guests. Um, well, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be his wife or like a girlfriend. Because you would assume they'd know. They'd know. <laughs> um, his co-star? No, Stalker. Fucking hell. Yes. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin, star. You may remember him from such films as The Devil's Dominoes, A Darker Reality, The Blue Rose, and Moolah. Um, he uh, he impersonated his more famous brother to sleep with his brother's crazy stalker. That's low. You've got to really look at yourself in the mirror at that point, don't you? <laughs> what? Like, surely you could find it somewhere. Like... Because she's like, quite. You're, yeah, like, you're you're not a successful Hollywood actor, but you are an actor who's appearing in enough films to have a certain amount of money. Yeah, you, know, you probably buy, drive like you don't drive a Ferrari, but you probably drive like a Lexus or something. Yeah, yeah, you know? something nice. Like, yeah. okay, so that's like a story that's a year old, but it doesn't really matter because what. That's a story that, yeah, will never die no matter how old it is. That's a, because that's like a, that is a family feud you would expect the McMahons to have in <laughs> WWE. Like, yeah, yeah. That's not a thing that happens to real people in the actual life. That's well, a, guess... that's a storyline from Kayfabe. I guess that's the thing. Um, the Baldwins aren't a real family of real people. They're, they're the Baldwins. Yeah, they're not real people. No. 
they're like lizard people. <laughs> it's probably the answer to that question. <laughs> Once again, he's making a lot of sense. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're tunicates. And if you crack them open, they're actually just like a mass of... of a mass of pulpy red flesh and vanadium. Extremes, yeah. The Baldwins are poisonous to humans. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's what the octopuses have been trying to tell us all along. Beware Baldwins. <laughs> It was written in the sand all over the beaches last year, wasn't it? But they yeah, covered well, it up. Yeah, didn't, no one understood it because it was written in octopus. <laughs> oh, it's so sad they can't tell us, but they know they know so much. <laughs> but all we do is cut off their limbs and torture them. Because we're Poor, fucked up. Because we're fucked up and weird. Poor octopi. Uh, sorry, I was just because I was thinking about that comedians in cars getting coffee thing. I was just right about something I was going to talk about on the show a few weeks ago because um, I was watching I was watching an episode of that where Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David get in a car and have some coffee and like talk about stuff, and it was yeah. funny. You know, they're both funny people. Yeah. Um, and so I was watching that on YouTube, and obviously I read the YouTube comments. Which were mostly like, oh, great to see these two back together, kind of like, always funny, kind of like, her, oh, that was a great line, etc. And then kind of like, you know, every now and then you find, you see a comment on YouTube and you're like, that doesn't seem to fit. I mean, you have to kind of like go through. Yeah, go the, to their like profile and see no, what their deal is. No, no, you sort of click the show previous comment and you sort of end up getting strapped in sort of a <laughs> loop where you're like, oh, I want to see the previous comment and like so the comment was hey you're like yeah i'll see you at mine later and i was like that's a bit weird <laughs> and i start going back and basically it was two people like furiously like sexting each other like on two, on, two, on on a youtube comment section yeah it was two people like desperately tried to hook up like talking about like just like loads of filthy talk what are they going like, to do to each other I, I will put your blank in my blank i i, I love this you you're you're a filthy girl you know stuff like that in the comment <laughs> of a youtube video about jerry seinfeld and larry david driving to a coffee place and drinking a cup of coffee <laughs> and you know the worst thing, Simon? I kept doing the show previous comment, and the first comment had been deleted. <laughs> I had no idea how it had started. What did you see? What did you see, Dog Boner 252? <laughs> what did she say? The movie was this mad lust, lustful frenzy. <laughs> There's a creepy paster somewhere, isn't there? <laughs> There's honest- like a. A, t- a trigger phrase that you can say on YouTube that just drives people into a into a frenzy. And it was seriously like sort of fifty comments or each of them like progressively filthier, you know, just like all the sex shit they were gonna do to each other. And just in between people like, huh, yeah, that's really funny. Great car, Jerry. <laughs> see these two on tv again t- together again on tv i really want to fuck you in the ass <laughs> jerry seinfeld still got it oh i want you big boy i was like what <laughs> oh man the internet is an amazing place it's it a- really really is <laughs> mm, that's good that's good eating <laughs> 
that was just something I remembered that I wanted to tell you about. Um, well, while we're while we're like talking about things that happened in the past, um, you know, like, incongruous stuff that's been that's been happening recently. We covered uh, oh, a good couple of months ago now um, how. Um, the uh, some aspects of the movie Iron Man three were changed to to make it se- well to attempt to make it sell better in China, but the Chinese public were like, "The fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, stop doing this. We know what you're doing. Just yeah. putting like famous Chinese Chinese actors into it, like painting the skyline of Beijing into stuff. Um, yeah. We didn't even scratch the surface on of how crazy that re-edit was. I just wanted to return to that because I, I just did a bit more digging on that recently. I was like, oh, I wonder what, wonder how that's going. So, first of all, I've learned that that a USC professor. This is the um, the uh, Southern Carolina, Southern Cal- California, California. Yeah, they, they do film courses, of course, because it's Southern California. Um, yes. This professor Robert Hayden has started um, a lecture series called. Um, how to Panda to China 101, which is about how to make your film sell better in China. Worst uh, name for, like, I mean, I guess it's pretty to the point, but yeah, still, yeah it's not uh, like how to sell your movies in China, it's how to Panda to China. Yeah, which is kind of like a, like, oh, let's convince the stupid Chinese that, that yeah. they want to see our movies. Like, the word, the, the, that's kind of loaded with a certain sense of Western arrogance. Unless which he is... was using the word panda for a pun. With and a... he wasn't, though. That's he the thing that, oh. like, if you're going to do that, yeah. like, panda and panda, bro. Like, what's wrong with you? Come on. They're almost the same word. Yeah, they are. So he's got this course, and mm. uh, he's teaching people. Because it's happened a lot. You know, movies like Looper, uh, 21 Hours, World yeah. War Z, and, of course, Iron Man 3 have all been had different edits to appease the Chinese government. Uh, you know what? The We didn't even cover the craziest thing about the Iron Man 3 edit. Right, okay. Um, what's that? So you know um, the main bad guy of um, of Iron Man three. Once again, some people might be waiting for the DVD release to watch it at home. So I'm not going to ruin it for you because yeah, it's cause amazing. It's yeah, but the yeah. bad guy is the Mandarin, who is um, at like a, a a super terrorist. Basically, yeah. he's uh, he's he's everything that we in the West fear. As yeah. a, in terms of in terms of a terrorist, he could be anywhere. He's got like cells everywhere that that you can't trace back to him. He's he's like the the the, the bogeyman, basically the 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 Middle Eastern bogeyman. Now they decided that that wouldn't fly very well in China. G. So mm-hmm. you know what they did? Instead of him, they they sh- they showed as the villain of the piece, uh, blind Chinese dissident Chen Guan Chen as the film's f- villain who Iron Man had to stop from spreading lies about China's human rights violations. You are fucking shitting me. No. Oh, my, that's like an entirely different film. Yeah. In that's which, like, in which like, Iron Man 3 is desperately suppressing human rights. Yeah. That is crazy. So they changed it so that Tony Stark is a tool of the Chinese government attempting to quash... You know the 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 correct and real rumors about their human rights rights violations. That's fucking. That's actually despicable. Well, it's not just despicable. It's the exact. If you go and see the movie, uh, yeah, it's the exact opposite story to the one that's told in Iron Man Three. Yeah, because once again, not going to ruin that. But once you see it, and if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. That's that's absolutely mental. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. So, so that's yeah. what happened. 
to Hollywood. Fucking hell, sort your shit out. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm actually disgusted by that. I can't it's pretty believe. shocking, isn't it? It's incredibly shocking. So yeah. yeah. I'm more definitely more Iron Man when Iron Man free stuff that um that geez, we didn't the- see. So it was like basically like, oh, he went and spoke to a dude. Um and uh and he was like, Yeah, uh yeah, yeah. It's nice to see you in China, Iron Man. He's like, Thank you, famous Chinese actor, whatever your name is. Yeah. Um so by the way, also just so that we're clear on this, Shen Guan Shen is a real person. Yeah, he's that. He's, boy he's an actual. He's like a, a really famous Chinese dissident who's he's, who's one of the most outspoken crit- critics of China. And he's had to like flee to the United States, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like a fake dude. This is an actual guy. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. honestly can't believe that. That's like How all-encompassing is your is your media control? Where you can you can you have enough money to pay? Hollywood to change movies to turn so into propaganda to turn into propaganda that's crazy to, uh, oh man but he is I guess he is red though Iron Man so it was only a short step yeah um oh also sorry um the the other change that they made was um was uh they they added in lines where Tony Stark said that he was going to have his Iron Man suits made in China due to their 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 much better <laughs> manufacturing abilities really? than the US did that really happen? Yeah. Oh my god! Like it sounds like it's a joke, but it's not. It's not a joke. It's it, we can't make a joke about it because it's already a joke. Uh, I think we're done. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening to yeah. our our early morning breakfast show this week. Yeah. Um, please like our show on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy, and you can follow us on Twitter at EOM Podcast. Yes. Uh, our email address is eom.podcast at gmail.com. Um, so please get in touch. We love fan art. We love just any input you can give us. It's always the best when people yeah. get in touch. And, um, and yeah, so thanks for listening, and uh, please tell a friend, and we'll speak to you next week. Yes, indeed. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.